0: but they'll get over it. This is Laugh Again with Phil Calloway. If you'd like to hear more and discover all things Laugh Again, visit us at laughagain.us. Laugh Again. Truth bringing laughter to life. sequence time. Six, five, four, three, two, one,
1: zero. All engines running, commit Lift off.
2: Hey, good afternoon. Welcome to SWAT Radio. Brad Sykes along with Doug McCary coming to you on this Tuesday afternoon, March 21st. We are glad you have joined us today. If you're unfamiliar with SWAT, SWAT stands for Spiritual Warriors Advancing Truth. Our uh, our goal here on the air is to exposit the Word of God. But to not just be hearers of the word. So for those of you that are out there and those of us that are in studio, we don't want to just hear the word. We want to do the word, as James reminds us. So uh hope you'll uh, agree with me on that with a solid amen. And uh, Doug, good to see you, brother. Sorry I overdressed today. I forgot I was on radio. People can't see me. Yes. But I'm in sport coat today. You, you are. Know? And, hey, if you're
1: just tuning in to SWAT Radio, the first segment uh, is Brad and I just – we kind of look at what's going on in our world and our culture. There's a lot going on. Oh, in there. there is. Well, today's voting day if you live in Duval County. Yes. Uh, for our folks up in uh, the light, uh, Lighthouse up in Virginia and Mississippi, WMER and WMOX, uh, even in Georgia, you, you're not voting probably. But today here in Duval County, it's a big day. Big day. Uh, yes. A lot of uh, important races. You got the mayoral race, you got city council. And um, people, people, a lot of people campaigning. I don't know if you drive by, you can see all the signs, people waving signs. Man, and I got my sticker on. <laughs> yeah, you, you, know, you do, you voted. You,
2: and, and usually, Doug, I'm an early voter. I mean, the minute I can vote, I go do it, just so I don't, you know, catch myself. But you got, you got four hours in Duval County to go get your vote cast. And yes. so I I, 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 I'm not going to get on that bandwagon. But we have a responsibility as mm. citizens of this, you know, city. Obviously, our citizenship is in heaven, but while we're still on the earth, we have a, I think we have a duty, a responsibility to vote. And uh, what a privilege that is. I think so oftentimes we forget this is a great privilege that we have. Uh, you could live in some other countries where they really don't care what you think.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Uh, although there are times when I'm not sure they care here. But, but uh, anyway, yeah, I haven't, uh, I haven't, I've got a few text messages I need to read through. Uh, to figure out if uh, there's anything out
1: there trending but uh, yeah so well if you don't listen to SWAT radio or you're just tuning in for the first time you might not know the name Owen Strand Owen S-T-R-A-C-H-A-N Owen has been a guest a couple of times uh, Brad, do you follow him on Twitter at all? I don't. I'm I not
2: don't. on Twitter. I probably should be. Well, he, but...
1: he is. I don't follow a lot of guys. He's one I do yeah. follow. And he just did a thing on um, lockdowns and how uh, lockdowns have been a tool of tyrants used to force citizens to comply. Uh, and he he and a guy uh, discussed the great ejection of 1662, <laughs> And that was back in 1662. Uh, the it was the Act of Uniformity in England, and several thousand Puritan members, or I'm sorry, ministers, were forced out of their positions in the Church of England uh, because they refused to conform to the 1662 Book of Common Prayer.
2: Now, in 1662, yeah. in England, wasn't there a civil war going on at that
1: point? I can't well, remember. There uh, was there. Uh, I may be going back further than that. Yeah, I think actually. I uh, uh, I don't know if there was a civil war. There was certainly a civil war within the church, and that's what he talks about. Mm-hmm. That um, on um, 24 August, that uh, Saint Bartholomew's Day would. That anybody who refused to conform to not the Bible, but the Book of Common gotcha. Prayer, gotcha. should be ejected from the Church of England, and uh, it was um, it was a it was a big deal. And so they talk about this great ejection of all these um, people who didn't conform to somebody's particular uh, conviction. Gotcha. You know, and it's always a problem yep. when we make our conviction somebody else's theology. Uh, we tell them, and so uh, he, anyway, he discusses that. But I, I think I shared with you uh, some of the other things he quotes. Like uh, he, I got these movie ideas from him. These mm-hmm. series that all creatures great and small. So he's a good guy to follow on there. He, he's he's always putting something good out. Well, there. Well,
2: you and I were uh, talking about this yesterday off the air. Uh, when we look at some of the guys, uh, some of the preachers, pastors, authors that you and I have grown up with from the time we were uh, you know, probably teenagers. Uh, I came to Christ at 18. You were younger, I believe, but I think of the material that was available back then. Uh, we used to have cassette tapes. Uh, I, I remember being on Denton Bible Church's uh, tape program. You know, I'd get a cassette tape once a week of, of Tommy's message. But, I mean, whether it was on radio, whether it was MacArthur or Sproul or Tommy or, you know, just get your list of guys that you and I, really, those men kind of shaped our our theology. Uh, who's next? You know, yeah. who are the next uh, – who, who's the next MacArthur? Not to, I'm not lifting up MacArthur. I'm just saying – who are the next who, who are true are the next theologians? Faithful, the people
1: who are faithful to Owen the Owen
2: Strand would definitely fall into that yes, category, for sure, uh, if you're Josh, not familiar Josh with him.
1: Josh B- Buse, too. Yes, uh, he's, yes, he's also love Josh. A, he's, um, he's another one. I mentioned I
2: mean. one yesterday to you. You were not familiar with it. I'm going yeah, to you, butcher you were the name. <laughs> to.
1: Yeah, you, you were supposed to text it to I'm,
2: I'm going to butcher the name, but uh, uh, sorry, hang on. I'll I'll get it for you because, you know, a lot of guys that I meet with, I'm, I've always asked these Four questions uh, when I meet with somebody new is uh, who is who are you who are you reading what what is it that you're reading what are you listening to what are you watching because you know we're bombarded with things to watch and then finally who are you hanging around with Mm -hmm. and uh, you know we know we're not to be conformed to this world we're to be transformed by the renewing of our mind and you know, when you think about what's renewing your mind, anyway, the guy I was thinking about is uh, Johnny Artavanis. Johnny Artavanis, uh, he's dean of campus life at Masters University. Okay, and uh, man, he is so good. He's got a he's got a podcast called Dial Dial In Ministries. Super solid, young guy, really kind of of that Owen Strand kind of.
1: Yeah, in that vein. Ilk. Well, Owen was was highlighting this uh, YouTube video that's out there right now called antichrist and his ruin and it's a, it's actually a trailer i think there's a full documentary and what it's about is how the canadian government ordered churches to close so if you're listening i want you to think about this what would you do if the u.s government came down tomorrow oh wait a minute they did this not too long ago uh, but they they ordered churches not to meet and your pastor said, you know what? The government has told us not to meet, but we're going to meet anyway. We feel God leading us to meet. We are told not to forsake the assembling of ourselves together. We're going to meet, even though the government tells us not. What would you do? Mm-hmm. What did you do? Why did you do what you do? You know, the uh, the state has been presuming to tell the church how, when, and with whom she ought to worship for a long time. This is not anything new. But in doing so, the the government makes itself an antichrist, trying to take the place and the honor that's due to Jesus. Jesus is the one we serve. Jesus is our Lord. This is what tyrants fear. This is why in Russia they fear Christianity. Mm-hmm. This is why in China they fear Christianity. Because when people... <clears throat> are surrendered to the lordship of Jesus Christ, that is their ultimate allegiance. Yeah. And they know because our hope is in what? In him. It's mm-hmm. not in my government. Mm-hmm. And this full-length feature documentary really gets its name from John Bunyan's book of Antichrist in his ruin. And uh, you, I think you can see it. It's, again, the, it's uh, if you go to Antichrist. A-N-T-I-C-H-R-I-S-T documentary.com. You can see the, the trailer and uh, get into the, the full-length documentary. But it talks about James Coates, who you may remember was one of the guys. He actually just preached at the Shepherds Conference. But he was one of the pastors that was arrested for violating the lockdown up there. Yes. Simply for having his church meet. Not for hurting people the government says it's hurtful if you meet, but the, he, he met, uh, and what's, what's kind of been surprising to me is how, what happened to those Canadians and how many pastors were silent down here, mm-hmm. how many leaders mm-hmm. were silent, yep. <clears throat> uh, and how complacent would our leaders be if the government said, Hey, yeah. you can't meet anymore. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, and, and you know, w- there was a lot of silence
2: during that thing, and there was some non-silence passed from pastors that I I won't get into it. I'm not going to name names, but I think we're that is not where our pastors should be yeah. uh, speaking out. And what's interesting is now years later, we now know what uh, vaccines mm-hmm. are, <laughs> or what the so-called vaccines really did, mm-hmm. and it's still crickets mm-hmm. still you don't have some of these pastors who took one side mm-hmm. and listen we all make mistakes i listen you've made them i've made them where we've taken the side of something and then later you realize yeah. and i was i was off there it's okay you know mm-hmm. i'd rather hear you say hey i was wrong here in that area yeah. and 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 i apologize and it's like th- that whole concept of acknowledging maybe you were wrong and and speaking out is just lost
1: yeah it it it's reached a point now oh in our country like i don't know did you see that two of the knesset have uh put up a bill over in israel that would make it illegal to share christian message of the gospel or illegal to share christian uh, uh literature in hopes of converting somebody really and a lot of yeah i hope the leaders um are trying to uh, christian leaders will stand up people are saying hey we should cut off aid if they pass this Hmm. you know because we've been a friend to israel absolutely and we've been people who have been trying to stand by them and and but it's not passed yet but it was just proposed by two of Netanyahu's party members Hmm. who were trying to get that out there. Why? Why Christianity and nothing else? Because typically in the past, the Christians are going to be silent. That's what we're seeing. If Christians are oppressed, and what I love about the Apostle Paul, Paul wasn't silent. Yeah. Paul (laughs) kept giving the gospel. He kept giving the gospel. And, um, you know, and you know somebody wrote that Paul entered heaven to the cheers of those he martyred. Right. That is the that gospel. Is, that's isn't that, amazing. Isn't that yeah. when you stop and think about yeah. that? Yeah. Paul ends <clears throat> his life as a martyr, and when he goes in, all those people that he had helped martyr were sitting there waiting and excited, not mm. angry that he was there. Right. So, uh, and we're we're looking at Paul's life. We're looking specifically about a God who cares. And we're going to look at Paul's hope in the Son, uh, how he is secure in Jesus, and the the resurrection. He brought that up at this meeting of the Sanhedrin that was mm-hmm. trying to drum up some charges against him. That's what we're looking at today in Acts 23, uh, verses six through ten today.
2: Yeah, I hope you'll stay tuned in. We're going to take a quick break. If you want to call this afternoon, we are a live broadcast. We love to hear from our listeners. eight four four Seven 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 nine two eight. If you have a question or a comment, don't have time to call, you can email us at ask at swatradio.com. Stay tuned, we'll be right back.
3: This program has the potential to reach millions of men each week. at www.astore.com. Biblical insights from Harvest with Pastor Greg Laurie.
1: God cares about every person. And Jesus told the story of a shepherd who had 100 sheep and he left 99 of them and went searching for that one stray sheep until he found it and wrapped it around his necks and brought it home rejoicing. And then Jesus said, there's joy in heaven over one sinner that comes to repentance. Listen, you know somebody right now that seems so far gone and they've rebelled against God. You can't ever imagine them being a Christian. Listen, no one is beyond the reach of God. So here's my word of encouragement to you. God loves them and won't give up on them. So you keep loving them and you don't give up on them. And let's pray that they believe in Jesus Christ.
3: Impact your world with the gospel by knowing God and making him known. Connect with Pastor Greg Laurie and sign up to receive his free daily devotion emails. To get started, visit harvest.org today. The Florida-Georgia Truth Network, on the air in Mandarin at 91.7.
2: Hey, welcome back to SWAT Radio. Brad and Doug here on this Tuesday afternoon, March 21st. We're glad you tuned in. If you want to call this afternoon, the number's 844-777-7928. That's 844-777-SWAT. If you want to email us, send that to ask at swatradio.com. Doug, you and I, in fact, uh, you and I have been kind of talking a little bit over the last uh, month or two about possibly going and taking SWAT Radio on the road. Uh, if you're interested in maybe having Doug and I come and uh, meet with your men at, at church, uh, yeah. we'd love to do that. Uh, you can reach out to Doug at Doug at SWATradio.com or Brad at SWATradio.com and uh, yeah, get love us on to the calendar.
1: It. Yeah, I'd love to do like a, a Saturday a- event where we just come in and share a couple of sessions, have have a, have a some praise music and just get the guys together talk about what it means to be a spiritual warrior. Uh, Doug knows how to sing. Let me uh, tell you, you guys. Listen, I, I've been wanting Doug to, yeah, to get so in here funny. and
2: start. You know, maybe we bring a little keyboard uh, in studio. Oh but gosh. no, seriously, if you want to, you want to do that. You know, and it, it could be a small group. It could be twenty men. You know, mm-hmm. um, but uh, we we would uh, we'd love to do that. Hey, Doug, I, I, I wanted to read this because it was uh, we we shared a quote yesterday by uh, Doctor John MacArthur and obviously yesterday we were looking at that this a God who cares uh, that God calls us to to a life that is submitted or submissive to his word. Mm-hmm. And yet you know, even though we're regenerate, we're we're a new creation, we do from time to time stumble and we we fall. And uh, we were talking yesterday about how Paul, you know, doesn't realize he's what I call smack talking, the high priest. And the high priest smacks him in the mouth, Paul responds, and then later realizes who this is he's responding to. Yeah. And and uh and immediately Paul apologizes. And uh but you you shared this quote uh by Dr. MacArthur. It says the next best thing to not sinning is to admit it right away and turn from it. Don't look at your sin in relation to others' sin. Instead, look at
1: it in comparison to Jesus's holiness. Well, that's how we're conditioned in this country is oh, yeah. to look at others. Yeah. The moment charges are brought against us, I'm I'm the biggest culprit. Like I, I mean, like with Lori, with my you know my kids, whatever. The moment anything's pointed out, and these are people that love me well you, you 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 respond this is a guy who was wanting to kill paul right and tells him hey you're <laughs> going to revile the high priest like that yeah, yeah and and he recognized man i messed up yeah and
2: how often you know we we're always reminded when we're the offended we're quick to say hey why don't you get the speck out of your own eye yeah you know, but it's a good reminder this is the quote uh our, our, our good brother Tim Pardue sent me he said uh, it's a, this is from JC Ryle he, he had commented to me about the uh, the MacArthur quote and he, he shared this with me this morning super solid he said the true Christian hates sin flees from it fights against it considers it his greatest plague resents the burden of its presence mourns when he falls under its influence and longs to be completely delivered from it mm-hmm. you know I, I had uh um chris hazlip our good friend chris Hazelip, come and share this afternoon at lunch with the uh, uh northeast florida christian chamber of commerce and i thought it was, it, it was interesting that i i guess when i originally scheduled chris to come speak I, I kind of forgotten it was election day. Yeah, and and Chris was very clear. It wasn't a political uh, endorsement. In fact, it was quite the opposite. It was th- those are secondary things. Mm-hmm. You know, we need to be more concerned vertical with our vertical relationship because if our vertical relationship with our heavenly Father is not in line, don't be surprised that our horizontal relationships aren't either. Mm-hmm. And I think to your to MacArthur's point is we tend to look horizontally regarding our own sin rather than looking vertically to
1: the holiness of God. Well, you're exactly right. And one of the aspects of looking vertically to God's holiness is respecting the authority structure He's set in place. And we live in a time now, if you're listening to this out there in radio land, um, that... (laughs) Particularly, I would say, people below the age of 30. Um, It's so funny, Brad. Now, you go into doctor's offices, and you will see signs that say, please don't confuse your Google search with my medical degree. Why? (laughs) Because people who will search out their symptoms will go in and tell a medical doctor who has 10 years of education and clinical experience, um i you know i think you're wrong now this this is not to say doctors can't be wrong yeah no obviously but they're basing it on something they see on google Mm -hmm. they do the same could you imagine in any stretch of imagination that somebody getting on a, a delta airline flight and saying um you know like in the middle of the flight hey excuse me you know you're not doing this right yeah to a, a airline pilot, right. but people feel the freedom to do it with doctors, teachers, other uh, police officers, other people who've been trained. Not again, not that they can't be human, but people go online, and they don't even know the source of information. I was talking with Lori about this the other day. How people today, under the age of thirty-five, even I would say, have a much more diminished view of respect for authority than in history's past Mm -hmm. and so how that relates to this text is paul was respecting the office of the high priest and we don't know how to divorce that see if if we see somebody that's not acting appropriate or we don't have respect for them we dismiss the whole thing but paul did not do that here and he's a great example to Mm -hmm. us that we are to have respect, whether it's the office of the president, whether it's the office of governor or mayor. Now, listen, that doesn't mean we can't feel like there's character flaws in the people in those positions, but we respect the position and we give thanks for the fact that we have a government yeah. that cares, yeah. <clears throat> that, that even though it's flawed, even though the it's messed up, it is better than the tribal warlords over mm-hmm. in Africa that mm-hmm. are – trying to control an area you know what yeah, I'm well, saying?
2: you said yesterday i quote i wrote it down i didn't bring my notes up from yesterday something about you're better off to have a corrupt government than no government at all mm-hmm. it was that the quote
1: yeah well he said yeah bad governments are better than no government yeah. because there's there's just chaos yeah. chaos is never good even tyrants when you look at tyrants They may do a lot of bad things, but there's still some semblance of a structural order. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And uh, even today, you just think about the police. you got uh, people—today, it's tough to be a police officer, and you see people out there who start—the moment they're stopped, they start reading the riot act to these police officers, telling them they don't have the authority to do something because they saw it on Judge Judy, you know, or something. (laughs) I mean, they they don't even know what they're talking about. Uh, And so people— that are under the age of 35, not that they're all this way, but there's a growing sentiment that is really fulfilling what we read about in Scripture, Hmm. that in those latter days, you're going to see a diminished respect for authority. And the greatest one is the parental authority, the the, the authority of a father and mother. And if you see kids that are not respecting their father and mother, you can rest assured they're not going to respect the police officer, the doctor, or anybody else.
2: Yeah, that's for sure. No doubt about it.
1: Because God's design is for His structure of authority, and in this case, it was with the high priest, and that's what you were talking about. And Paul was submissive to the word, even though it was an evil high priest. Right.
2: I mean, it, we're not promoting, and nor is Paul, that you can't disagree. Yeah. Uh, or, or it's, it doesn't say anything about like it. Uh, there have been plenty of. Uh, political leaders that i
1: didn't particularly like yeah but you respect the office well but see what happens in our culture people lump the hierarchical design mm-hmm. let's call it by god uh as patriarchal right uh, misogynistic <clears throat> male-dominated racist whatever term you want to throw in there so they just dismiss it all so how's that working out for those places mm. that do that it's not working out very well and uh and so as we look at God's word, he tells us we need to respect the office. And so um, Paul is now find himself in the middle of the Sanhedrin, 70 leaders, and he uh, sees that they're Pharisees and Sadducees. And the the, the the Sanhedrin was made up of these two groups, and they were the spiritual and the civil leaders the more leaders of mm-hmm. Israel. And so they they were like the Supreme Court and the the the, the high church. I mean, of all I yeah. mean, kind of over it all. And so Paul sees that they're they're Pharisees and he goes, I'm a Pharisee, a son of Pharisees. And right away he sees an inroad there, and what they do is they they go, Wait a minute, this guy's one of us? Mm-hmm. And they become sympathetic to him. And he says, I'm on trial because of the hope of the resurrection. Well, Pharisees believed in resurrection. And what Paul brings into play here is that that is the hinge point for him of his faith. This is what it's all about is the resurrection of jesus either it happened he is the messiah and paul says he's already said twice i've seen him yeah so now he makes it about that and he's going to get some unlikely allies in this meeting when we come back i want you to read verses six through ten and i want to kind of bring up some differences between the pharisees and sadducees because a lot of times the pharisees get bad reps they 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 weren't terrible guys um but they get a bad rap, so we'll talk about that
2: one. <clears throat> I agree. Call us, 844-777-7928. We'd love to hear from you. We'll take a quick break. Be right back. And now, stand on the word with Tony Perkins.
1: The word for today comes from 2 Kings chapter 6, verses 16 and 17. So he, Elijah, answered and said, Do not fear, for those who are with us are more than those who are with them. And Elisha prayed and said, Lord, I pray, open his eyes that he may see. Then the Lord opened the eyes of the young man, and he saw, and behold, the mountain was full of horses and chariots and fire all around Elisha. There is a spiritual warfare that is raging all around us. Most of the time we only see what's happening in the natural realm, and it is often overwhelming and discouraging. When our eyes are open to the spiritual realm, we understand there are more that are with us than there are against us. To join us in our journey through the Bible, visit frc.org. No active accidents, but there is planned construction to be aware of on I-95 southbound at Airport Road blocking the left lane. Also planned construction nearby on I-95 southbound before the 295 East Beltway blocking the off-ramp left lane there. Mostly cloudy tonight, low 55, Wednesday partly sunny, high 80. From the Traffic and Weather Center, I'm AJ.
3: The Florida, Georgia Truth Network on the air in St. Augustine at 91.9. Why you ever chose me? As long as-
2: Hey, welcome back to SWAT Radio. Yes, we're just nobodies trying to tell everybody about that somebody who changed us. And uh, you know what? If you are new to SWAT, I mentioned earlier, SWAT stands for Spiritual Warriors Advancing Truth. Uh, we always want to encourage, uh, especially the men. We are a men's ministry, but we want to encourage you to come join us in person. Come, come join us. Uh, you know, people ask how did how did the radio come about. We, people have heard this story but really it came out of the bible studies that you were doing doug around
1: town well actually and <laughs> it did and it came out of a conversation i was having at the ymca uh, out at the beach and uh, Catherine fonville um Stu, uh, and nancy epperson's daughter overheard the conversation and said hey why don't you take that and put it on the air and i was you know gosh uh six and a half years ago yeah That's and you great. were really
2: desperate to call me to come join yeah. you.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well it, it, and so uh. it just and i'll never forget mr hoot saying <laughs> well you know the average new radio program only lasts six months good luck <laughs> uh, yeah well and, and so and,
2: and a lot of that is credit to well obviously to the lord you know the lord gives us the ability to pay the bills that it requires to he broadcast provided, this.
1: yeah he, he has provided through some uh, different means over the years and you know it's month to month but he's awesome yeah and uh keep, keeps doing it and we'll keep doing it as long as yeah. he keeps providing he's right? never late right never late well and, and I, I do want if you're listening and you
2: know doug i hear this from time to time how do y'all how, how can we help you guys well i mean there are a lot of ways you can help uh you know The most practical ways to help SWAT is to pray for us. Uh, Listen, there's a crisis in our, I was going to say in our city, but there's a crisis in our country and probably a crisis around the world of men who understand and know the Word of God and are in deep relationship with Him. And, uh, you know, we talk a lot about the Word of God. That's what we're here to do is to exposit the Word of God but to practically discuss how you apply it in your marriage and your uh, your raising of children and your running your business, whatever that looks like, and so that's kind of how that all started. But another way you can help us, and Doug, you're really you're really bad at this, so I just have to say it up front: Doug never asks for money. Uh, but listen, it takes money. Uh, you get, you, Salem Radio doesn't take good intentions; they take money. <laughs> And uh, we, we, we would love the support. And uh, you don't ask about it much, but from time to time, people ask, how can we help? Go to SWAT Radio. You can click on the support tab, and there you can help. And you can, you know, it doesn't matter. No, no, no amount's too big. No amount's too small you want to give in that way you feel like god's called you to that man please feel free
1: yeah if you have a business out there you want to um be a part of what we do you some of the businesses that support us you hear during the breaks and uh we're happy to to put a little kind of thing out there letting people know that you're one of the people that help make this possible yeah probably on the website too i bet so uh, yeah, so, um, so thank you for joining us. Well, Brad, let's jump into Acts 23. Yesterday we looked at being submissive to his word. God calls us to a life of being submissive to his word, and we saw that in Paul's response uh, before the Sanhedrin when he was struck. He, he basically lost his temper with the high priest, and then he repented. Well, uh, also God calls us to a life of being secure in his son. Not our bank accounts, not our family name, but secure in the resurrection of Jesus and the hope of that resurrection. And Paul brings that into this defense of the gospel in front of the Sanhedrin. So read verses 6 through 10. Do you mind if I go back? I'll just cover these first six verses
2: also as a bridge into this 6 through 10. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, That's let fine. me let me just go back. Um Acts chapter 23, beginning in verse 1, and looking intently at the council, Paul said, Brothers, I have lived my life before God in all good conscience up to this day. And the high priest Ananias commanded those who stood by him to strike him on the mouth. Then Paul said to him, God is going to strike you, you whitewashed wall. Are you sitting to judge me according to the law and yet contrary to the law you order me to be struck? Those who stood by said, would you revile God's high priest? And Paul said, I did not know, brothers, that he was the high priest, for it is written, you shall not speak evil of a ruler of your people. Verse six, now when Paul perceived that one part were Sadducees and the other Pharisees, he cried out in the council, brothers, I'm a Pharisee, a son of Pharisees. It is with respect to the hope and the resurrection of the dead, that I am on trial. And when he had said uh, this, a dissension arose between the Pharisees and the Sadducees, and the assembly was divided. For the Sadducees say that there is no resurrection, nor angel, nor spirit. But the Pharisees acknowledged them all. Then a great clamor arose, and some of the scribes of the Pharisees' party stood up and contended sharply. We find nothing wrong in this man. What if a spirit or an angel spoke to him? And when the dissension became violent, the tribune, afraid that Paul would be torn to pieces by them, commanded the soldiers to go down and take him away from among them by force and bring
1: him into the barracks. So these are the very words of God, and it's telling a story— of Paul being before the Sanhedrin. Now, remember, if you're just tuning in real quick, Paul came back to Jerusalem. He was um, accosted by some Ephesian Jews who came there, who stirred up a riot. The, The Roman soldiers came in and rescued him. As they were pulling him away to the Antonio Fortress, he said, hey, can I say something to him? He starts defending himself to these people, and he mentioned the word Gentile. They lost it, and again, the Romans had to come in and rescue him. They took him away overnight, and they said, listen, we still don't know what's wrong with this man. We know he's a Roman citizen. we got to have some charges, so let's call the Sanhedrin. The next day, they get the Sanhedrin in an informal meeting. That's why Paul didn't recognize probably the high priest. And now he's standing before the high court of Israel, the, the spiritual high court, the civil high court, and he says, I'm on trial because of the hope of the resurrection. Paul, when he wrote Titus, he says, Paul, Titus 1, a servant of God, apostle of Christ Jesus, for the sake of the faith of God's elect and their knowledge of the truth, which accords with godliness in hope, of eternal life, which God, who never lies, promised before the ages began. Paul believed in the resurrection. He believed in it. He had seen Jesus. Remember, he was a persecutor of the way, and now he was a defender of the way. Hmm. What changed? It was Jesus. Peter, when he wrote 1 Peter 1, 3, said, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. According to his great mercy, he's caused us to be born again to a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. That living hope through the resurrection Paul embraced. In fact, that's how he could write 2 Corinthians 4, where he says these are light and momentary afflictions. What, Paul, the 39 lashes you received five times, the three beatings you received by rods, uh, wait, the stoning you received at Lystra, all that's light and momentary? That's right. He says this is light and momentary compared mm-hmm. To what awaits for us on the other side. And he's speaking about eternal life. And so he looks out at this group, be it by inspiration of the Holy Spirit or just God reminding him, hey, you're a Pharisee. There are Pharisees there. They believe in the resurrection. Maybe that's an inroad. Because Paul was always looking to bridge build bridges with his audience, right? Mm-hmm. So he he says, Brother, I'm a Pharisee, a son of Pharisees plural. So this so was goes not, back more than yeah, one generation. This is something that was in Paul's blood. So he brings that up, and he brings up the resurrection, which every Pharisee believed. They believed in the supernatural. They believed they were conservative. They believed in God's sovereignty. But you know what? The Sadducees didn't believe in that. They were rationalists. They were the progressive liberals of the day. Mm-hmm. They, they didn't believe in resurrection. They didn't believe in God's sovereignty. The only thing these two groups agreed on is killing Paul and Jesus. That was yeah. it. And so verse 7 says a dissension arose, and what happens is the Pharisees come in, and they believe in the resurrection, so they go, this guy's one of us. And remember, for them, it was about the battle. They cared more about winning the fight with the Sadducees than hurting Paul. Paul became an instrument that they could win. Do you know, Brad, they would actually have a feast when they won an argument in the Sanhedrin, Hmm. either the Sadducees or the Pharisees. So the Pharisee says, we find nothing wrong in this man. Was there somebody else that that was said about? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It's eerily like Jesus here. And they said, what if an angel or a spirit? Notice they didn't say, what if Jesus did appear to them? They Mm -hmm. said, what if an angel? It wasn't about winning the argument. It was simply about Paul. But the dissension became so violent, so violent, that, again, the Romans come in. Now, for the third time here, rescue him and pull him away. And God uses the dissension and the confusion among the enemies of his people to actually cause the release of the people. How many times did he do that in Israel history? Yeah. I mean, he did it over and, and over. over yeah. Whether it was Elisha, Eli- it didn't matter. Yeah. He's always <laughs> there looking after his people.
2: Yeah. Listen, that was great. I look forward to when we come back from the break. If you want to call 844-777-7928, you can email us a question or a comment at ask at swatradio.com. Again, go to swatradio.com. You listen to all our past broadcasts. And uh, stay tuned. We'll be right back after the break.
3: If you'd like to contact SWAT Radio, the toll-free number is one 777 7928 That's 844-777-7928 or 844-777-SWAT. You can also listen to this program through the WTRJ The Truth app from the App Store or over the internet by accessing www.swatradio.com. We'll be back shortly for further discussion
1: and to take your calls. parts and truck rental and leasing to the North Florida and South Georgia truck market. More information on Tom Neal Truck Company is located at www.tomneal.com. That's www.tomnehl.com.
0: Bibles for the World presents, learn the Bible in a year, Genesis to Revelation in 365 lessons. 1 Kings 1 11. Then Nathan asked Bathsheba, Solomon's mother, Have you not heard that Adonijah, the son of Hajeth, has become king, and our Lord David knows nothing about it? Since King David was frail, Adonijah appointed himself king without expecting much resistance. Adonijah was the oldest of David's remaining sons and a likely successor to his father's throne. But Adonijah was too ambitious. Solomon was the second son born to David and Bathsheba after the child of their adultery died. David promised Bathsheba that Solomon would become king, But unless David acted quickly, this wouldn't be the case. Even worse, if Adonijah came to power, he might have Solomon and Bathsheba put to death to eliminate any challenge to his leadership. Nathan, the prophet, advised Bathsheba to tell David what was happening. When David learned of the situation, he quickly arranged a ceremony for Solomon to be installed as king. Solomon was now the undisputed king of Israel. He'd rule the nation 40 years and bring it to its greatest height and he was greatly used by God. Again, we see that God is able to bring good out of evil. God was displeased when David committed adultery with Bathsheba and had her husband killed, but God used their second son to lead his chosen people to greatness. You've been listening to Learn the Bible in a Year, presented by Bibles for the World. Now you can learn and understand the Bible from Genesis to Revelation. Sign up today to receive a free 30-day Bible study from Learn the Bible in a Year. Short, practical lessons designed to help you understand God's Word. You'll get your free study when you visit biblesfortheworld.org slash book. That's biblesfortheworld.org slash book.
3: The Florida-Georgia Truth Network in Argyle at 91.7.
2: Look down from a broken sky Traced out by the city lights My world from a mile high Best seat in the house tonight
1: Touchdown in the cold black top Hey,
2: welcome back to SWAT Radio. Brad and Doug here on this Tuesday afternoon. This is our last segment of the day. If you want to call, the number is 844 Also, I mentioned earlier, we'd love to have you come join us in person. Tomorrow uh, is uh, our first study of the week. It takes place out at uh, Bono's Barbecue. Is that right, Bono's? I always say Bonos, Sunny, Woody, 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 Woody's, Woody's,
1: Woody's. You got two. I got Sonny's, Woody's, and Bonos. If you just keep mentioning them all, you'll get one of them. (laughs) Exactly. Woody, Woody wouldn't be happy. No, he would not.
2: Uh, Anyway, by the way,
1: that is the longest meeting SWAT group too. I was going to say that's where it started. Yeah, yeah. Been meeting out there for gosh, almost ten ten years. years?
2: Yeah, Yeah. ten years. But hey, come join us in person. Go to SWATRadio.com. Click on the Meetings tab figure out which one you want to come to. We, we'd we love to see you. Uh, we usually have some pretty good chow as well, but just good mm-hmm. fellowship, good time in the word. You know, we're looking this week at uh, the, this idea that God calls us to a life that is submitted to his word. And as we saw in this text that we're looking at today in verses 6 through 10, that God calls us to a life that is secure in his son. And got you know what come, comes to my mind when you you mentioned three times where Paul is, has to be escorted out of the crowd yeah. by the the Roman soldiers. Uh, you know, so oftentimes uh, th- that can that can fluster somebody. I mean, it doesn't happen to us, um, but you wonder, Paul is it, it doesn't seem to affect him that much. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, and I know we're gonna look at you know, what what does it mean to be secure in Christ? You know, I think of times, Doug, where I'll get angry at something and I'm very, you know, it it sets me off and it causes me to uh, sin from time to time Mm -hmm. uh, because I think that, you know, I have some right to be treated a certain way or and uh, anyway, I'm just kind of saying I think it's a, it demonstrates or it shows my lack of security in Christ mm. that He is sovereign and that He's going to allow us to experience some some struggle from time to time. We certainly, will. you know, like what you see, what Paul says; these are light and momentary afflictions. I mean, goodness well, gracious, can you imagine any of us having to go through what Paul went through? No, uh, I mean
1: he. I don't know anybody that's battled. Uh, what he went through. Um, but, you know, when you think about what Paul wrote uh, in Philippians 1, he says to live is Christ, mm-hmm. to die is gain. Philippians 1.21, he's he's talking about what to live is Christ means you live a life that you carry your cross. You live a life I that you it. deny yourself. You live a life that your purpose is not for your own benefit. And this is to all my brothers and sisters out there that might have bought into the prosperity message of the gospel that says, you know what, God wants you to be healthier. God wants you to be wealthier. God wants you to be uh, better here on earth. Uh, Those things might or might not happen, but they're always secondary Mm -hmm. to the to the gospel going out. Yeah. And unfortunately, uh, the gospel has been hijacked in a lot of places by that kind of thinking. And, you know, when you think about, um, the gospel that Paul was taking, he says here, and by the way, I, I, in the break, I was sharing with you that the text actually says hope, not of the resurrection, Mm -hmm. but hope and the resurrection. And that's significant in that Paul's, t- who's the hope? Christ. It's Jesus. And the resurrection is the seal that said he's mm-hmm. real. He yeah. really did it. Mm-hmm. Paul's already talked twice about him appearing to that. Now, listen, to those people out in the world who reject Jesus, um, Paul writes in um, Corinthians, 1 Corinthians, to all who are perishing, this is going to seem foolish. It's going to be folly to all those, but to us who are being saved, it's the power of God. And I, I love Vodi Bacham the other day. I shared with you, I heard a message by him and he goes, listen, it's not fair. It's not fair. And what he said is so true. If God were fair, we'd all be toast. Yeah, that's right. Right. Um, but there, that goes against our narrative of our culture, Brad. we, People don't like this, but Paul is saying, listen, I am on trial here because of the hope and the resurrection. If he mentioned the hope, which he's talking about Jesus, and the resurrection, you can be guaranteed that he talked about the cross, he talked about the gospel, and the gospel, if you go back to Isaiah 52, 7, is not just that we are saved, but it's that our God reigns. I mean, he reigns over governments. He reigns over circumstances. He reigns over it all. But to the world, they look at you and me and they think we're idiots. They yeah. think we're foolish for believing this. But we know that it's there's no other way. It's like Peter, Lord, where else are we going to go? Yeah. We have nowhere else to go. Uh, it, it's the truth. But this dissension between the Sanhedrin, the Pharisees, and the Sadducees. By the way, I did want to say this. The Pharisees get a bad rap. They were seen as the heroes of Israel. They were the ones that said, hey, we can't get away from the law. The law is, God gave us the law. We, it's what shows that we're different from the world. But what they did is they built barriers around the law, and the Pharisees always knew where those barriers were, and they knew they could cross the barrier and not break the law. And so what happened is they begin to break the barriers, and ultimately they began to break the law in their hearts. Mm-hmm. And Jesus said, hey, it's not just about sleeping with a woman. It's when you lust after her in yeah. his heart. It's not just about killing a man. It's when you think in your mind yeah. you're angry with him and mm-hmm. you want to kill him. Mm-hmm. And so that that's what uh, the Pharisees, but the Pharisees, Said, hey, we don't find anything wrong with Paul. But again, it wasn't about Paul. It was just winning the argument. But God rescues Paul again. This is now the third time with these Roman soldiers, particularly Claudius, Claudius Lysias. And it sets up for really what we're going to be covering this week at SWAT. But I want you to think about um, how you might have felt at this point. You've already been beat up by the mob. You're taken away, and you want to share with the mob what's really going on. Paul still shows his love. Then you're brought before the Sanhedrin, and, and the high priest of the the whole God's people orders you to be fist-punched mm-hmm. in the mouth. Not slapped, really? but fist-punched. And and then you're, you're taken away by the soldiers because they're so violent that that the soldiers are afraid you're going to be torn limb from limb and they take you back to the barracks and they put you in a prison cell there. And imagine how you might have been feeling. Probably pretty dejected,
2: pretty discouraged,
1: pretty discouraged. But you know what? It's at times like that that God always seems to show up. Yeah. And we're going to see <clears throat> that tomorrow. That's
2: what we're going to look at. But it's just Well, even even to kind of shed some light on that idea you were talking about that it is with respect to the hope and the resurrection of the dead that I'm on trial. Mm
1: -hmm.
2: You know, what if we were on trial? Would we be guilty of having hope? Uh, Would, would we be guilty of declaring the resurrection and the hope? Mm -hmm. I mean, I think, I think of so many of us, when we encounter some hardships, we abandon the hope. Uh, We abandon the resurrection. Uh, guilty you know that if i were on trial am i being on trial for that you Mm. know oftentimes no because my security is oftentimes in position in bank accounts all those things that really don't give us any security
1: well i i look at the many people i've encountered in life doing mission trips and just doing ministry and The gospel, Brad, you know, Paul wrote—I mean, when you go back after going through Acts and then you read Corinthians and you read Mm -hmm. Romans, you read Galatians and Ephesians and Philippians, they're so much more rich now because you see how it came. But Paul says that the gospel is a stumbling block to Jews because they thought they were God's chosen people who were pious, and they got there by keeping the law to the Greeks— they thought they got there by wisdom and and the gospel says i don't care how pious you are i don't care how religious you are you need jesus and and to the to the greeks or the gentiles he says listen i don't care how much wisdom you had the foolishness of god in using jesus on the cross seems like a a dead cause no pun intended, but he's the only thing that will save you. That's foolishness.
2: Amen. Amen. Well, good word. Way to finish it all. Glad you tuned in today. If you want to email us, send it to brad at swatradio.com, doug at swatradio.com. We'd love to hear from you. And, uh, again, back to what I said earlier, we'd love to come visit you. Or you come visit us at a SWAT meeting Amen. tomorrow, right? Amen. Come on. SWAT Radio.